Welcome home, Joe, and welcome back, everyone, to the Black and Brown Get Down. Where were you, Joe? All I saw was... Hey, I was in Costa Rica. Pura Vida! What? Shout out All to my I saw people was out the there. yoga poses. Oh, yeah, a little something, something, you know. I had to hit those excursions and stuff, so, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. I'm already looking forward to going back, so, yeah. You're going to go and back? you're going soon, too, right? Yeah, I'm going next month with friends. Um, uh, yeah, there's uh, so much to talk about. Are you ready to jump in or are you still zenned out? I'm definitely zenned out, but I'm ready. Let's get it. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. I mean, we're going to start off with Cuba. and Right, right. So what's going on with Cuba, uh, Mary? I, I, to my understanding... They have a lot of protests going on, and it all started around COVID. Can yeah, you- and, you know, uh, I, I think all of us are still kind of learning more. But I'll just say it's a very, it started off with COVID, but it's turned into a very nuanced conversation around sort of taking political stances and how we as um, Americans and people who do not live uh, on the island, how we support and how we show up in solidarity with um, Cubans, particularly uh, black Cubans. And so I'll just say, you know, we saw a lot of protests that are happening and this is something that is now in mainstream media, something that we haven't seen a lot uh, for various reasons. One, uh, I think technology, uh, you know, uh, um, and I think in general, this kind of blew up because BLM uh, made a statement about uh, Cuba and specifically they condemned, uh, they took, you know, what we would say a very... Um, a position that's very in line with the black radical tradition, which is to have a very principled um, stance against the U.S. and against U.S. imperialism, against uh, U.S. intervention, uh, against the blockade and um and, you know, sort of the sanctions that are, come out of the embargo. Uh, so it started off sort of with this conversation about not having uh, syringes all while Cuba has produced five vaccines. Uh, and it sort of morphed into this, you know, uh, conversation around BLM is not in uh, in solidarity with black people in Cuba. And, you know, uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's super nuanced because, you know, that backlash, uh, has, uh, gotten us to a place where we talk about, you know, I hope the conversation is what does it mean, uh, with the revolution so young, like Cuba, uh, mm-hmm. revolution around 50 years old. Um, how do you then, uh, implement, uh, you know, this revolution and the impact of the blockade, the impact of the sanctions. And uh, so, you know, it's it's interesting. And I think, you know, for those of us who are growing and are uh, being politicized, uh, thinking about what it means to be anti-capitalist, but not knowing enough about uh, communism. communism. Right. Yeah. 
and then and also maybe knowing enough about it and knowing I'm also anti-communist, you know, mm-hmm. and so where does that leave us? You know, what do we know about socialism, about how socialism shows up? And, you know, there's different types of socialism, there's different types of communism, and really thinking about, you know, uh the trade-offs of of living through all this and it's just it's not something that you know as americans we have to go through um so how do we show up for uh people who are actually going through this stuff so yeah and it's like you can't really raise dollars and then along with that i know you know the biden administration talked about uh, being able to send funds and send COVID-19 vaccination, excuse me, vaccines and, and what have you. But then there's an issue with the Cuban government and how they won't accept certain aid from the U.S. So it's just a whole mess. I know a lot of people from Cuba, such as like uh, Pitbull, uh, have been very passionate about, you know, the stances um and the protests and whatnot. So it's just a complete mess. And I hope, I really hope people get the aid that they need, especially when we're seeing that, you know, they're, they're getting punished for even mentioning things out in the open, like, and then especially with the government, um, cutting down, uh, resources such as internet and, um, shutting down the power. Like it's just a disgrace. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, that's a part of it, right? That's all a part of it. As we think about, um, you know, I did study, I studied abroad in Cuba in 2007. And a part of what I, uh, my work there was to do a comparative analysis between, uh, you know, the education system in Cuba and the education system in the U.S. And one of my findings was, uh, you know, if you're educationally tracked prior to um, the revolution, then uh, you were likely to access all of the things, right? I mean, Cuba's literacy rate is 100%, right? And, uh, And our literacy rate here in New Orleans amongst just third graders is 73% of them cannot read on grade level. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a huge disparity, right? Uh, So when we think about, um, you know, this revolution that took, uh, took the land, you know, and did a redistribution of land and wealth, whether that was, uh, done in the most equitable way or not. Cause I can probably tell you that, uh, the data shows that, still black Cubans, Afro Cubans don't have as much wealth, um, cars, land, uh, than white Cubans. Right. Um, you know, so how all of that gets established is it's a little difficult. It's a little hard, especially thinking about what was done in the beginning of the revolution, uh, and how it was implemented. I think all of those things still, uh, impact how people experience uh those different systems in cuba right now and so uh i think it's a very nuanced and layered conversation i think it's a good thing that we're having it i think especially as many um americans with all of the uprisings that have happened over the last year or two kind of tend to romanticize when we think about um socialism when we think about you know other 
structures uh, in other countries that are not uh, based on capitalism. So what about BLM not mentioning anything about being in solidarity with all people there? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to, you know, the piece around the black radical tradition says you have a very principled stance and that principled stance is against U.S. imperialism, against the embargo uh, and uh, thinking about um, the U.S. as the state, right? Uh, And that it's because of these sort of uh, actions that the state is taking, that that's then the impact on people. But I think, you know, where we've been moving over the last couple of years uh, has been this place of, you know, where we now, uh, those who are closest to, uh, and which is where we should be, right? Uh, Like those folks who are experiencing it day to day, um, should be leading this. And this means that if people are saying, Hey, what we need is food, what we need is access to our voice to be heard. then like, that's what should be happening. Right. People mm-hmm. don't feel that, um, their experience has been that, you know, uh, their family, when they reach back out to their family on the Island, that their family as well. And so imagine, you know, uh, what that looks like. And that's very a lot in line with, uh, I mean, we've always been about mutual aid and it has looked and, you know, been under different names, uh, like the free breakfast program, the black Panther party, et cetera. Um, but I think, you know, that that was a misstep and that was, uh, you know, something where just uh, being focused, not just on the state and condemning the state, but also being aligned and focusing, um, having a focus uh, around the the people. It was a misstep. And, you know, I I think it it doesn't mean it just means we get tighter and we get better and we understand what uh, people want the direction of BLM to be, which is right. in addition to these stances, we need to also focus on our people. Yeah, for sure. And we also need to unite and educate one another. Um, obviously, like you said, it's a, they dropped the ball. Um, and, you know, this is a, it's like we were talking about this earlier. It's a very conflicting it's just a lot going on with this whole matter in general. So the more and more we continue to keep this conversation going, the more and more we will be educated and hopefully we can find some resources and, you know, an answer, a solution to this issue. I'd also like to see some of these billionaires who are racing to get to space to start, you know, dropping dimes and, and, and spreading the word about what's going on in the world outside of just trying to be the first billionaire in space. So, yeah. Right. Because <laughs> the thing is, uh, we can uh, have these ideas about what justice looks like uh, mm-hmm. or like what justice is. Uh, mm-hmm. But then how we uh, actually implement and like make that a reality is two different things. And yeah, you're not going to get it right every single time. You're not going to get it right on the first time. And so this idea of like, OK, how do we uh, take uh, a very... Uh, principled stance, but also know that like how we implement a revolution and how we implement Mm -hmm. our, our ideas around and values around that revolution and around justice specifically. I mean, it happens over time and this is, you know, um, 
you know, it's, it's something that is unfolding and it's also hurting people and it's, you know, people also feel silenced and, Mm -hmm. uh, and the U.S. also has blood on their hands for having an embargo that should have been lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know Obama was trying to, and uh, you know, that's neither here nor there because yeah. it's it's and been happening from Trump administration re- yeah. to yeah, administration. Right, exactly. uh, but um, yeah, so we just we got to do better. We got to tighten up both as people who are leading this work and trying to, you know, um, make sure that this work happens. And we got to tighten up on also pushing back against, uh, you know, the U.S. so that they can lift the embargo. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. Um, And this week on Black Love, Brown Pride, we have the fabulous um, Dr. Alicia Reed. Uh, Alicia is a pharmacist, a success coach and the founder of uh, Fly with Alicia Reed. In uh, 2014, she founded Nola Bougie, a lifestyle blog where uh, we got to see her living in the city uh, and living her best life. It was definitely giving very much so uh, life and leisure and luxury. I was here for all of the luxury. Um, and, uh, and, you know, she's sharing her self-care and uh, wisdom with everyone. Uh, but in December of 2019, everything changed. Her husband and father to her child, Mojo, died after suffering a heart attack. The outpouring of support from her followers kept her going. Alicia started Fly with Alicia Reed, where she coaches and mentors to inspire people to achieve their purpose. She also started the Fly Widow podcast where she shares her real life experiences and chats with other fly widows about parenting friendships and new relationships and she is also a financial lovely lady from alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated all right now that's for that You just had to throw throw that in. One time, um, for the one time. Right. Please uh, to my Greek welcome <laughs> Dr. Alicia Reed. Hi. Hello. Bim, 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 bim. I mean, welcome, yeah, I welcome, welcome, welcome. Queen. Yes. Welcome for sure. Uh, you'll have to tell us more about this fly stuff in a little bit. Of course. We of have course. so much to talk about. Yes. Yes, for sure. So, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and jump into it. Um, this is a question we ask everyone that comes onto the podcast. What's the earliest memory of community that you draw from and whose spirit do you bring with you to the work you do? Well, I grew up in New Orleans East. Um, beast East. Yeah, I'm an East Beast. <laughs> but um, not, you know, and I guess I'm telling my age, but, you know, I was born and raised in New Orleans East from... 1979 all the way until Katrina and in my early um, days as a child I just remember the kids all of us grew up together so we're adults now but we had a bowling alley we had skate country so on Saturdays we would all get together we would go to dancing school together so that for me was community because the moms would pick up the kids and you would spend days at each other's houses so I missed that, but I remember, you know, how New Orleans East was. And I drew from that um, because I want to, one, bring that back and then raise my child like that. Mm. 
and, and, you know, create relationships and friendships like we had when we were growing up. And then whose spirit do you bring to the work that you do? I think I draw from my mom. Uh, my mom is a, a lifelong educator, retired mm-hmm. teacher, and she impacted so many people's lives. You know, teachers have a hand in everyone's life and their development and experiences. And I just wanted to bring that. I didn't want to be a teacher, but <laughs> I wanted to bring that. <laughs> you want to uh, get paid. <laughs> look, look, look. I was like, I can't do that. I can't teach. But I wanted to carry that um, sense of purpose and have that type of effect on other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we met actually. Joe was there too. He happened yeah. to be visiting in New Orleans. Oh God, stop it, Joe! Everybody knows you'd be on that bottle. Um, but as long as it's good stuff, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I mean, we did bring out the moat for you. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. Um, they did. They did. Uh, we had, uh, or we went to uh, a bar crawl that you had with Dom and a couple and of others. But you left. It was a bougie bar. Okay, right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. It's a respect, right. It's a little different. It I was remember it. Because, like, I stayed, what, Mary, I stayed an extra day just for that. Oh, he and, changed, like, it went yeah. down. Like, yeah, it, it did went go down. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I just think that so many, uh, so many of the messages that we get out there is that uh, a life of luxury, a life of uh, leisure uh, is not for black people. It's not for black women. And uh, very much so yeah. on the on the IG and on all yeah. of the platforms that you have. It's giving uh, luxury, leisure, self-care, uh, love yourself. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm just, you know, wondering a little bit about like what led you to that passion of being able to like demonstrate us like you know, actually you should treat yourself this way. Like you should love yourself this way. And, um, and you know, you can just see it. It's like a lifestyle. So what brought you to that place? Well, first and foremost, I always felt like, um, people, people did call me bougie and bougie wasn't always a good thing. You know, if somebody called Mm -hmm. you bougie, it was always like, Oh, you think you're better than somebody else? Or, you know, you think you're all that. And for me, I felt like, okay, why is it bougie to want to treat myself or yeah. take care of myself? Yeah. And I felt like in the black community, it was given a bad name, a bad, you know, a bad definition when in other communities, that's the way of life, mm. you know, taking care of yourself and treating yourself and putting yourself first. I mean, that's how you're supposed to live. And I realized that at that moment that I needed to change the narrative and change the association and let people know yeah most people thought okay you have to be rich to be bougie but you don't it's it's more of being rich in spirit and how yes. you treat yourself and i wanted women from all backgrounds to to realize that you know and unfortunately people get drawn in by luxury you know yeah. when they see somebody living their best life spending money when doing they see this, it dripping. You, know, you know they want to they want okay i want i'm gonna follow her but <laughs> I think once people started to follow me, they they saw that it was more than that, yeah. that it was more of me allowing women to realize that they were worthy. And, you know, what's bougie to you is, you know, may not be bougie to me, but at the same time, you're doing something to make yourself feel good. And because it's not just the what I get from uh, seeing how you move. It's not just the. uh 
the things and the experiences, it's actually the code of conduct. Yes. Like, you know, uh, it, it's like really the toxic stuff shouldn't be near you. No. It's the, you know, certain people can't come with you. It's the, right. and, and so there's, you know, sort of this um, all around in values and in experiences. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're unique. God made us all different. So why would you want to be like somebody else? Of yeah. course. And then, you know, it's okay if, you know, everybody doesn't like you. You know, I, of course, treat everybody with respect, but everybody doesn't have to like me. You know, I'm... What'd you say? You like yourself. Yeah. I love, <laughs> that was, I love myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And that's important. And you find out most of the people that have those issues don't love themselves. Mm. And, you know, that's the message that I try to bring. And a lot of things that we go through in life, and and I'm very honest and transparent, you know, with everyone. And there was a point, I mean, I didn't always love myself. I didn't always journey. feel this way. And I had to get to a point. And, you know, once you get there, you're never going back. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I love making people realize that. And yeah. it's, it's never too late to start. You've created uh, this podcast where really you're showing people that you don't have to go through grief by yourself. How did the Fly Widow um, sort of come to? Well, um, it started because I became a widow at 40. Most widows are older. Uh, there weren't a lot of black widows. You know, if you Google black widow, well, today is going to be the movie. But if you Google Black Widow, it's going to be spiders, right? Mm. So that really, that was not a lot of resources. And, you know, just as you were alluding to, Black women don't talk about grief. Black women don't share, you know, difficult experiences and struggles. And that's generational. There's the narrative, you got to be strong. Right, you gotta... right. And I wanted to create a space where it was okay, because a lot, I think a lot of issues come out of us not sharing it and always having to pretend like we're strong. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to create my own platform, my own space, my own group where I can show other women that it's okay to share your the bad things and not always have to share good things too. And I mean, I've shared that so many times. Like, you know, you never know what day is when is it's going to be your last day and you should live every i'm not saying go out and do all this crazy stuff but you know make sure you live every day to the fullest live with intention that's the one thing that i learned um from my husband yeah, yeah. i know he lived it up he huh? lived it up like i know when he closed his eyes you know like he was just coming back from uh a party or, you know, being out of town for uh, one of our friends. So he lived every day like it was his last. And I was always the person that was like, well, I'm going to just wait. So now were like, you? I didn't know you before. Was, so, yeah. uh, oh, were so you a I bit more conservative? conservative? I was more conservative. Get so it was out like, of here. I wouldn't he think would, that. He would be, you know, because I'm like, I got the child. Yeah. yeah I'm the mama. Like, yeah. I can't just up and. But it was always, okay, let me plan. Let me. I was a planner. He was a risk taker. So uh, Mo that. would be yeah. like. I don't have nothing to do this week. Want to go to Puerto Rico? And I'm like, I got to work. Well, you know, call in. Listen. So he, you know, like call in, and it was just like he. That was just how he lived, and it was yeah. you know live every day like it was your last, and that's what I carry with me now. So I mean, with if it's within reason, you know, I'm gonna do it, and I'm not gonna hold off until 
you know, it's too late. And I, that's what I, the one thing that I tell everybody. And then just live with intention. Think mm-hmm. about, you know, whether or not it's something that's worth your time. And say no. Mm. <laughs> say yes for the piece. no. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. So FLY, F-L-Y stands for first love yourself. Now, this is something that you mentioned earlier that is a journey. Um, it's definitely something that we all, diff- excuse me, find difficult from time to time, just that journey uh, alone. You Tell us about your journey towards self-love. How has it been for you? And then also, what lessons have you learned? Well, for me, fly is first love yourself. And, you know, ultimately before you can really love anyone else, you have to love yourself. Just like, you know, we, we just talked about how people have a lot of issues because it's internal. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that when I lost my husband, it was I'm getting a refill. <laughs> I um, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I realized that. My husband and I were, you know, when you get married, you become one. Right. right. And. When I lost my partner, it was, you know, me by myself again. And it was all about rediscovering mm-hmm. myself. So at this point, I was like, you know what? I have to figure out who I really am. And it took, I had to turn everything inward and start, you know, looking at, looking into myself. And that started my self-love journey. And that's how Fly came about because, you know, I wanted to share this journey with everyone and get other women to stop and think about, you know, what they need to do within themselves and how they can eliminate toxic relationships, friendships. And, you know, the, the grief journey has been eye opening, you know, of course it's been sad for me, but it's also been a learning experience. Right. For sure. Like, I I think it's awesome how, you know, you go through grief, you go through these life changes and, you know, you're constantly looking, excuse me, constantly looking for resources or a way to climb out. But then like, I just want to applaud you for being a resource. You know what I mean? Like far too often people kind of like, right, exactly. Far too often people stray away Mm -hmm. in general. We talked about community and and how within our community um, we don't talk about this kind of stuff, but here you are a pivotal, like influential, just, queen you know for not just for yourself but for other people too so shout out to you for that it's it's amazing thank you and you know so often like black women are not allowed to be vulnerable um Mm. or to show that grief um or you know you may just see it snippets here and there um but I think it's just like this system and you know again I think capitalism and like the world that we live in is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't have time to cry. I need you to go to work. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to put your head down and to be sad. You got to take care of these kids yeah. and how you've been able to demonstrate that. Like actually the way forward is to fill it all for a yeah. second and then put it away when you need to. And, you know, kind of, you've been teaching us, uh, about this and, um, you know, I think uh, how we start to dismantle some of uh, these damaging pressures that we have uh, from society and specifically to for black women to be OK, regardless mm-hmm. of I need you to be resilient mm-hmm. all the time. You know, we all love the resilient word mm-hmm. right now. Um, and so how how did you personally deal with like just giving yourself the space to 
just say, okay, you know what? Right now I'm going to cry right now. You know, I'm a f- like feeling lonely oh, yeah. or, you know, you have to, and that that's the key. The key is to allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel. Therapy is very important. I cannot stress that enough. Um, I make sure, you know, immediately I started therapy and people talk about holding space. You know, you make sure you hold space for yourself and you give yourself grace. And one of the most important things I can say is you give yourself permission. Mm. So a lot of people get caught up in it and it's just like, you have to give yourself permission. So you give yourself permission to grieve and feel what you need to feel. Yeah. I still cry almost every day. Mm. And it's like, I I have set aside that time. I know when I get up in the morning, you know, let me get this cry out and then pull myself together. And I am allowed to have bad days, yep. just like I'm allowed to have good days. And I think that for me has been the most empowering thing about the grief journey. Because once you, you have to give yourself permission and, and learn that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to just hear about, uh, if you're willing to share about your son, Mojo, uh, and (laughs) just, you know, how much, uh, he both brings and, you know, maybe even how he's doing. I know because grief for children also looks a lot different than, uh, and holding that space for yourself is different than holding it for. Yeah. And I, 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 I've also learned on this journey too, um, a lot of people, who deal with grief um, and have kids, they try to shield everything from their kids. Mm -hmm. And I learned that you have to allow the kids to grieve as well. And you also have to allow the kids to see you grieve. One of the things, you know, I've listened to other women, you know, who've lost their husbands and they're like, and I just got to be strong for my son. Can't cry for my son. No, you need to cry so that he knows that it's okay. So I learned that very early and my son is empathetic and children can feel what you feel. Yeah. So when I'm sad, he's sad. When I'm anxious, he's in. When I'm happy, he's happy. And, you know, we're kind of, we grieve together. And I think that that, you know, we already had a bond, but I think That's this, your road on, huh? Yeah. And I tell him, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, this is my, my light, you yeah. know, that, that, and, and one other thing I wanted to say is, I used to tell people, you know, think about what keeps you going and people, you know, a lot of the answers are my children, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's wrong because you have to be the person that keeps you going because when you sometimes in that other person or that other, other individual or thing may not be enough. You know, a lot of people, when we have people who are committing suicide right now um, and they have kids and, you know, a lot of people say, how could they do that? They have a kid. Their kid wasn't keeping them going. Yeah. You know, it's, it's them. So, yeah. you know, I... You have to be okay. Yeah, you have to be okay. And when you're okay, your kids are okay. So when I'm happy, he's happy. And that, you know, for me, is how we keep yeah. this, you know, this, this this grief thing going. And he's just amazing. He's six now. He was four when my husband passed. And people think that they're too young to know but he knows i mean he can tell you you know daddy's gone daddy's in heaven Mm -hmm. and and he's very aware you know and you just have to talk to your kids and not say things like you know daddy's in the sky you know just talk Mm -hmm. to the you know you want your children to know right you know he knows that you know where he's buried he knows 
just have those conversations and, you know, be honest. And I love that you set boundaries, too. Sometimes you'll say, look, when you see me out, don't ask me oh. X, Y, and Z. Don't talk to me like this. Address me like this. And I love that because we should all feel yeah. the freedom to say, listen, treat me like this or don't talk to me about look, this. Don't come yeah? up to me if you can. Because it's so funny. Somebody actually came up to me. And was like, I know they, I know you said you don't like this, but I said, then why are you doing it? Right. Hello. <laughs> and then she started laughing. I was like, no, seriously. You know, I'm very, you know, I, I will speak to anyone, you know, friendly, but don't come up to me. And talk. You see me out happy drinking, popping bottles. Don't come ask me, talk to me about my husband. <laughs> you know, like, sir, don't come. Just yeah. say hi. How you doing? And then, right. you know, right. keep it moving. So. Yeah. Send a drink over to the yeah. table. <laughs> Look, right. you gonna come over here and disrupt my spirit. Did you pay for my bill? Right. But. I think people need boundaries. Boundaries, that's yeah. another thing, you know, and we as adults, we are adults. Yeah. One of the things that <laughs> I don't understand is people have a tr- have such a hard time saying no. Mm. Kids say no in the with the quick quick. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. As an adult, you should be able to say no. And no does not require an explanation. That's a courtesy. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, I'm just saying, <laughs> and if you have that right, and I, th- I think a lot of people need to learn that. You know, we, a lot of times we want to say no, we don't want to say no. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, Mary, if you said yes, you know, you're saying no to yourself, right. like right. you know. So I think about it like that. When somebody asks me to do something, I really think about what I need to do that day. So I feel like doing it, and you know, I don't worry about if it's gonna you know, affect, not affect the other person, but, you know, let the other person down. Cause that's a lot of times, you know, we, we do, but yeah, that's, that's my advice. I love that. I'm here yeah, for me it. Too. Yeah. I need to practice better boundaries myself. Girl. Cause some of these people, I you can just be nice. Like, uh, mm, okay. Wait, teach wait, me. Wait, wait. Cause listen, no, that no, is, that's the, the lesson. That I'm learning. Tabitha Brown. Like, oh, oh, we were I, just talking I, about her. I, I, I hope yeah. you find love. <laughs> Cuss that lady right on out. Huh? <laughs> I hope, I pray you find love. I pray you find, you know, like that's what you get. I pray somebody, you know. Yeah. That's that's a skill. Or you say bless your heart. Right. Bless your heart. That's what I say. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> bless your heart, baby. Um, so you know, we talked about your son and your face lit up. So I'm interested, obviously I know he gotta be part of part of this uh this answer, but what brings you joy? Of course my son um brings mm-hmm. me joy, but I think I bring myself joy. Um, the person that I am today, um, I share a lot on my social media about the journey that I've I've been on. I'm still on, and you know I lost my husband, but there's some you know other things that I've dealt with and throughout my life. And for me to be here today, sharing my story, encouraging other women, that's my joy. Because I see that I I was able to take all those moments where, you know, when you're at your lowest and you think about, you know, if I wish I could make it or I wish I, you know, this, why is this happening to me? And then now, years later, you are where you are. That's joy to me to see that, you know, I made it through all that. So that means that God has some purpose for me. And that, you know, that's my joy. Nice. Yeah, because like I see... 
man, like your smile is amazing. So like sometimes <laughs> when I'm having rough days, I'll be on social media. I'll be like, check her out. Like what? So yeah, thank you for sharing that yeah. with us. Because I think a lot of people don't, they find it crazy. Like they don't understand like how I can be happy. And I tell, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I tell people like, this is a real smile. Like, you know, I, yes, I yeah. love taking pictures and, you know, yes, they're photo shoots. But if you see me in person, and I always tell people, my energy in person is like, you will know that it's genuine. Like, this is real. You know, people are fake happy. We know mm-hmm. we know this, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, for sure. It's like, I know, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, there's that, a peace and a joy yeah, to your spirit yeah. in real life. Yeah. yeah. So I, I try to tell people that. And I have a lot going on. You know, I, I have, obviously, you know, I'm a widow. I'm dealing with a lot of, you know, grief. But I'm still, I choose, still choose to smile. It's a choice. I choose to smile. I choose to be happy. And that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that I just love, your skincare, and your skin's on point, but the skincare routine. I thing over here. I was like, see, uh, oh, people I can't see this little bump, it, uh, And I was like, you know like, what? Let me stop. Of uh, saying all these posts yeah, about good skin that. because you know sometimes God be like let me humble you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, especially because you you know you rock that that pink and green, so sometimes okay. y'all need to be humble. Just a just a just a tad, just a tad. <laughs> See, he's so messy. Nah, don't 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 look at me like that. Come on. <laughs> you know I love y'all, man. You've been rejected by one because, you know, that's right. the only time. Nah, nah, never. <laughs> that's the, Whoa, Dynastina no. got messy. Like, no, oh, so, I mean, <laughs> we gonna, we gonna go there? Huh? Huh? We gonna go there? I'm just I saying, mean, that's the only time we have we like, have issues. Uh, AKA's love for, for noobs. Like, come on, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, she's she taking another sip of her uh, of these bubbles we have over here. We, or we, not. We All right. <laughs> well. Um, so it seems like there's a lot coming up. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, what is, where's the fly? It sounds like it's about to be a network. It's more than uh, yeah. the podcast now. Yes. Uh, yeah, what's next? So I am right now flying through the city um, mm. and I'm sharing. You were uptown? No, where were you before? Huh? I know you were doing like neighborhoods. Well, I'm doing different neighborhoods. So um, I, I took a picture. I was on St. Charles, but um, the idea is I want people to know that you can fly in different weather. <laughs> you know, like, who was that? Birdman? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want people to know that they can fly in different areas of New Orleans and just share self-care. A lot of people think that self-care is just manicures, bubble baths, pedicures. And I want to share how you can practice self-care within the city. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm going on little self-care field trips. That's where I call what I call them. And highlighting local businesses and hopefully getting women to join in on the self-care journey. And I've, of course, I have coaching. Um, I have a self-care activated class that's going on right now. It's a 12-week course. And I'm working with a group of women to get them all into self-care, working on 90-day goals and putting together a self-care plan. So I'm trying to change some lives. I love it. I love it. And it'll keep uh, growing and, you know, because uh, when you're doing good work, I mean, yeah. just mm-hmm. there's only one place to go. And that's up. Yep. Yep. 
Um, where can the people find you? Where should, if they want to participate in the class? Well, it's very easy. My Instagram is fly with Alicia Reed. The podcast is fly with a podcast website. And where do they find that anywhere? It's um, Apple, uh, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. And uh, my website is www.flywithalishareed.com. It's easy. I love it. Um, and so when the people see you around town, what should they do? They should speak. I'm, I'm very friendly. So, you know, just and you speak. have a lot of great people around you. I yeah. feel like, you know. Yeah. And I do a lot. People are surprised. I do a lot of things alone. Like I am, a you know, I, I explore the city solo. So people will just come up and say hi. And it's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Who's like, I'm not Mariah Carey, no, you know, like diva. Uh, like, you know, say like, what's yeah, up, say yeah, what's yeah, up. Yeah, just say hi. Yeah, I will say hi. All right, well, there you have it, y'all. Kids. Ooh, I got one more question, one more question. Are you still practicing pharmacy? Every day. Wow. Like, doing all this and still on that grind, too. Like, Gotta pay the bills. Wow. Right, something gotta fund all the self care, huh? I'm just saying. <laughs> right, that's like I ain't, I ain't rich. Well, contrary to what people think. Right, give us your uh, just you know. I think this is good. Uh, little some tips. Uh, favorite place to grab a drink in the city. Well, I like French seventy fives. So Arnold's is like the place where I will always go to get a French seventy five. Got it. Meal. Right now, um, I like the meal, so I'm you know going to the meal. All right. I'm supposed to be dieting, you know. Well, my nutritionist <laughs> isn't hopefully not listening, but yeah, you know, supposed to be eating salads. So, <laughs> you know, I like I, I usually get lunch from Buku Eats. Mm. So yeah, Southwest I actually Bowl. have never been to Buku That's Eats. Southwest Bowl. It's good at Buku Eats. Yes. I'm going to have to go over there. I know it's yeah. black owned. I know. Yes. You know. It's I good. Just, and that brunch, they have a brunch on the weekend? I see uh, it's lit. And they outside. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Well, um, any uh, tips on the uh, pharmaceutical side? Wear your mask. Get a vaccine. Listen, if your medication <laughs> says no alcohol, don't, don't have the alcohol with you it. You know what? That is the number one question that I get from my friends and I get these texts if I drink will I die and I'm like you gotta ask me that like can you not like just finish your antibiotic so you know like is it that like seriously like but yeah I get a lot of questions about that I get a lot of questions about can I drink taking this and like some of my followers are Ask me those kind of questions. Right. Yeah. And y'all now about to have her on uh, missing her code of ethics on this right. podcast. No, no, like, right. No, don't ask. But I'll, as, a, as your pharmacist, I can say to get vaccinated and wear a mask. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and I know you're joining us for the rising ritual. Yes. All right. All right. And the juice. Uh, we have the juice uh, coming up. Joseph. So the first thing on the juice is MJ Rodriguez making history as a first trans woman to be nominated in a major acting category for the Emmys. Um, but before we get into that, Mary, do you watch Pose? I, I've never watched Pose. I hear about Pose a lot. Like, tell us a little bit about Pose um, and like MJ's character. I, first of all, 
love pose Blanca Evangelista is uh the mother that I would want to be uh and I mean I think she just you know she kills the role the role of being a mother to um you know her children and obviously to her house and uh if you haven't seen it if you don't you know most people um may or may not know uh about the ballroom scene and I I just think it's great it's I think it's pretty much everywhere probably netflix or something like that uh but yeah it's in his third season i don't think it got renewed but it's hands down one of the best uh shows that uh it'll take you through all the emotions up and down and high and low um but yeah it's phenomenal and she's great i'm so glad that she's getting this love and this attention because you know and she she did her thing like the Mm. talent is just dripping off of her uh yeah so i love her sweet so like yeah i'm like i said i've never seen pose however i am prompted to watch it now um so you know major congrats on being nominated for being nominated for emmy in general is like major so you know if you are coming from a community that has kind of felt not kind of, but has been felt as if um, they haven't got their due process, you know, uh, for, and I, I'm speaking about the LGBTQIA plus uh, folks out there, um, you know, just to be able to get recognition for the hard work. Um, I, I think that's an amazing thing. Uh, I know for a fact, like when I was working with the Department of Public Health, I was in charge of like overseeing that there were funds available for counseling uh, for members of the uh, transgender community, um, along with the affirmative gender uh, surgeries. So to see folks come forward, get the resources that they need, get the get the the shine that they deserve um, and really live out their dreams is amazing and major congrats to her. I mean, yeah, it's given. It's given Evangelista. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, um, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for all of it. Uh, you know, I, I think she she deserves it and much, much more. Uh, so, um, you know, big ups to the queen. Whoop, whoop. So the last topic on the juice that I wanted to bring up is this amazing 14-year-old like what what do we even call her mary like a genius uh a baller (laughs) right g out here in these streets right i'm talking about already and it already holds like three guinness world records um and now the first black winner of the national spelling bee and we're talking about none other than zalia garde excuse me um for her major accomplishment, uh, like we mentioned, she won what fifty thousand dollars as a spelling bee champ, and like I mean, she really won the hearts and minds of you know all right all aside folks. from the money, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like on a word that I I didn't know nothing about them flowers. I'm thirty five years old, yeah. but yeah, shout out to her. Um, and then like what I what I found interesting is kind of like what she did with being in the Guinness World 
uh, book of records, she kind of like, okay, I, I checked that off the list. Now she's like, okay, I checked out, I checked off this, uh, spelling bee championship. So now what's, what's next? You know what I'm saying? So to see a child so focused and motivated to continue to check things off the list left and right is very inspirational. So I'm glad we're giving her her flowers here on the juice today. Yep. I mean, we, I I think her name might be pronounced Zalia. Uh, Oh, okay. My bad. Well, yeah. I mean, let's put some respects on her name. We all, we both out of pocket avant-garde. And uh, yeah, she is from Louisiana. She's from uh, the West Bank. Uh, People from the West Bank might say the best bank, Uh, but uh, I'm uptown. And so (laughs) uh, she's from the West Bank. Uh, Yeah, she is just amazing you know to see that she's just like yo this spelling bee stuff like that's my side chick you know right Uh, like actually i'm a a whole beast out here uh with dribbling Mm -hmm. i think one of her uh records that she holds is around dribbling anyway like she's, three balls at the same time or yeah. something like that for, for a very long period of time. Yeah, yeah. she's she's and look, really she's dope. already talking about where she's going to college. She's like, I'm going to I'm going to Princeton. I'm going to play hoops there. Uh, I'm going to join the WNBA, and you know, I just might be the first uh, female coach in the NBA. Yeah, um, head coach rather. Right. Um, so yeah, she is. Uh, Something that I think when I see some of her videos, uh, it's like, you know, her mom must be, you know, just touched. Oh, so now we have a whole little theme. Uh, MJ Van, I would say MJ Evangelista, but we have a whole uh, mother theme going on. Look at us. Um, So, yeah, Blanca Evangelista, MJ Rodriguez and uh, Zalia's mom. I mean, you know. Uh, all of the things I mean to be so motivated and to push yourself like that to be able to you know just really uh, reach that level of excellence the discipline that's needed Uh, you know what did Usain Bolt say like I trained for nine years or no like for 10 years for like nine seconds or something whatever his Mm. his record is it's like yeah some of us don't know how to train for six months you know uh so we got to get our weight up joe for so and and like (laughs) it also like you know to go back to what we were talking about with will um last time we joined we all we all joined together uh just about active parenting because you you know you mentioned her mom but also her dad uh you know, learned about the spelling uh, bee champ, excuse me, the spelling bee championship. Um, and he just kind of presented the idea to her, pushed her. And she she did that in the last, I think, what, a few years. And she all she did was practice like a couple hours a day for the last few years. When you think about a lot Easy of these money, other champions, huh? they've been doing it since they were like in kindergarten. So yeah. she just recently started this. So just talk about like, the fact that she's a genius. Oh, like, and then the twirl. She hit that twirl at the end. And yeah. I was just like, 
Uh, she stole my heart. Like she really right. did. She stole um, my whole heart. She's just, um, you know, we have got to do our best for ourselves and, you know, for our elders, but especially for our children and the joy that was on her face, just being like, yeah, I won this. I got this. Uh, and you know, it affirmed all of her brilliance and, and that's great. I loved when the confetti came down and, you know, she hit that twirl. She was just like, all eyes on me, baby. I love right. it. Okay, um, this week, uh, Rising Ritual, again, um, we are joined by Alicia. So my Rising Ritual starts with a meditation. So I use the meditation app. And then I play a Get Ready song. Mm. Okay, what's the Get Ready song? It 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 changes. It changes. It depends on my mood. Like, today I did, uh, Her has her new album. So I did... The song with the baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do that. I do like a, a get ready song. And then Tony Jones has Afro grown woman affirmations. If you haven't listened to that, you need to listen Where to Where is it. that? That's on, it's like, on, on Spotify. It's on Spotify. But I mean, it's like, no is bay is one. And he's just like, no is bay, no is bay. Really? What is it called? No, okay, yes. wait, wait, wait. Today, yes, yes. It's no, it's like a grown woman. Well, I think it's grown ass woman affirmations, and yeah. So okay. Noah's Bay is one of them. Yeah. I love that. And um, there's a money one too. So I alternate, and it's like more money, no problems, more money. Yeah. So that's my rising ritual, and I exercise sometimes, but it's got to be. I have to get my mind right. To get out the door. Oh, I, you're a part of the Peloton gang? So I am. I. Tim Formo is my leaderboard name. Okay. Yeah. But that's sometimes I get up and ride. But the other the, the other part, that's my I gotta do it. I gotta do the meditation. Sometimes my bishop will text me, you know, prayer to get me. But got it. it's meditation and it's the get ready song and then those affirmations. Yeah, see, my get ready song forever. I am a creature of habit, so I do the same thing over. It used to always be ambitions of a writer. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it sounds like we can slow it down a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but then it depends. <laughs> so, like, if I'm going to work, but like if I'm just getting up for the day, like, you know, sometimes it's making a stallion. Mm, <laughs> it's yeah. always it's always something like, like ratchet. Yeah. Yeah, a lot well, of people okay. don't believe it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mine used to be love on top for a while. Yeah, no. see, uh-uh. I gotta, yeah, <laughs> Not, I gotta hear, uh, you know, what's stuff like a uh, whole lot of money, right? You know? yeah. like, like, and because I, I mean, that's husband, that money affirmation, huh? Yeah, because my husband used to say, you know, you always play that. I, when I moved in with him, I was listening to like BG in the morning. He was like, you know, like, like what? Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I'm seeing the ghetto. Conservative, but she'll give it to you. That's why I, I was no Labougie. Okay, okay, okay. Mine is currently mine is uh, I go between get you some and yeah. get money by little baby. Like get yeah. money, man. That's my joint. Yeah. Like get me focused, start my day. Yeah. 
Well, there's your rising ritual, everyone. Don't say we didn't uh, we didn't give it to you for free. Um, and make sure you follow everyone and you get all these tidbits uh, so that you can improve your life. Um, we thank you for listening to the podcast this week. We love you. And, uh, you know, follow us on the Black and Brown Get Down on all platforms. And, yeah, that's it. Peace.